It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Two major factors in any military conflict are the will to fight and the capacity to fight. It's something President Biden is briefed on every single morning, and it may be the key for Ukraine in this war against Russia. I don't think they're worried about provoking the Russians, as certainly not as much as the Biden administration has been. Ukrainians are going to fight back with everything they've got, because if they don't, they're going to lose their country. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Massive explosions and fires breaking out at a military depot in Russian annex Crimea. More than 3,000 people had to be evacuated. Russia blamed these blasts at an ammunition storage facility on an act of sabotage, but they didn't name any perpetrators. First of all, I think the Russians uh, can do the forensics on this one and, and figure out who was conducting these attacks. That it was, look, it, it, we all know that it was most likely Ukraine. Our guest today is Fox News contributor and former CIA chief of station, Dan Hoffman. The question is whether it was planned uh, in the, you know, for the Ukrainian um, up the chain of command, even to President Zelensky, you know, who had to, to essentially to sign the orders to launch essentially these three attacks, you know, one on the warehouse today that didn't cause any serious injuries, but, but caused over 3,000 residents uh, to, to flee. And then there was last week's attack on that Saki air, air base. And then the Russian FSB, that's their security police, has said that there were attacks on six uh, electric facilities uh, in, in a region that's about 100 kilometers from Ukraine. So, you know, the Ukrainians are, are stepping up their attacks in, in a measured way uh, against the Russians. Certainly Crimea, that's, that was illegally annexed. So the, the Ukrainians, I think, would like to get that back. But the attacks inside Russian territory, and there have been other attacks over the course of the last six months, uh, those are certainly designed to let the Russians know that Ukraine will seek to degrade Russia's ability to attack inside Russian territory. And, and that is a big deal. You're right. Yeah, it's a big deal because for me, it shows that Ukraine does have the ability to go on the offensive a little bit against Russia, too. But is Ukraine sort of weighing some sort of delicate balance here in how forcefully they want to counterpunch inside Crimea? Or do you think that Ukraine says, no, we would like to fully retake Crimea? Could they further provoke Russia by doing this? Ukraine is in a fight for their lives right now, and we've given them some military equipment, javelins, stingers, uh, but the HIMARS, you know, have been a real game changer for them. And because they're in this existential threat, existential fight, you know, for their, for their nation, uh, I don't think they're worried about provoking the Russians, as certainly not as much as the Biden administration has been. Ukrainians are going to fight back with everything they've got, uh, because if they don't, they're going to lose their country. And that's what they're doing. Uh, and the Russians are deploying the most uh, egregious, barbaric, scorched earth tactics. Uh, the Russians have caused 
you know, millions of internally displaced people and, and Ukrainian refugees, and they're using a nuclear power plant in Zaporozhye as, um, as, as cover to launch attacks on Ukraine, of all things, to risk another nuclear accident uh, from Ukrainian territory. So, you know, I think Ukraine is, is, is fighting as hard as they can. They also know that time isn't necessarily on their side, that once we hit the winter, uh, and we look at potential gas and oil shortages, the Ukrainians have to be concerned that Europe might not stick with them the way they are right now. And Ukraine has to be concerned, too, that they are relying to such a great extent on the largesse of, of NATO member countries simply to keep their government uh, functioning and to keep the war effort on. And that can't last forever. So the Ukrainians need to, to press their advantage when they have it. Yeah, it's a great point. Ukraine does have a lot of eggs in one basket, and it's a good basket. You know, you've got NATO members who are contributing, but when you've got everything relying on that, uh, it really does hamper your efforts to be able to maneuver and manipulate as you continue to try and fend off Russia. I think that's a fantastic point. And then also, you've seen reports earlier this week also of Germany and their natural gas situation. They were caught up with this Russian energy crisis in a big way, and the prices are heading there. As we get closer to the winter, it's going to be really, really interesting to watch what happens with the European Union as it pertains to purchasing Russian energy. We're speaking today with Fox News contributor and former CIA chief of station Dan Hoffman. Dan, you mentioned that nuclear plant, the largest nuclear plant in Europe. It's in Ukraine right now. And you mentioned that Russia was firing attacks using that plant as cover. Can you get a little more specific on what you mean by that and why they'd be doing it? It's in the line of fire. And uh, that has to be of grave concern to everyone. What the Russians are trying to do is they are trying to take over that plant. And it's not that they need the energy for themselves. They just want to take it away from Ukraine. And so that's where they're headed here. Uh, they're fighting in that region. And, and they're, the fighting has been quite fierce uh, in, in the Kherson region. You know, it's, it's of all the things, I mean, a nuclear power plant, you know, is not a place that you want uh, to be the site for, um, for these uh, these attacks that, that Russia's launching. And, and there's, you know, nuclear inspectors haven't been able to get there uh, and, and help, you know, the, the UN has wanted to make it uh, draw like a demarcation line and stop the fighting and the Russians uh, refuse to allow that to happen. Our guest today is Fox News contributor and former CIA chief of station, Dan Hoffman. And we continue the conversation right after this. All right, let's turn back for a moment to the United States' role in this war and not only what we're providing them with military as far as actual equipment, but also with intelligence, your area of expertise. I found this pretty interesting. The director of national intelligence, Avril Haines, telling lawmakers way back in May that their National Intelligence Council reviews how the agencies assess the will to fight and the capacity to fight. Is there any way you might explain what those two are a little further and why it's so important to the intelligence community to know uh, both the will to fight and the capacity to fight? Yeah, well, I think that also uh, Director Haynes was admitting that that we got that wrong, that our intelligence community got that a little bit wrong on Ukraine. We underestimated Ukraine's will and capacity to fight. And that's why the Biden administration offered President Zelensky a flight out of the country, you know, and, and Zelensky wrote back, you know, he he tweeted it out. He said, hey, I don't need a plane. I need ammunition. The fight's here. It was a great demonstration of leadership that we didn't expect. We also overestimated 
Russia's capacity to fight. The will is there. The Russians are fighting, but they're dying at a far greater rate than anyone expected. They're running out of munitions. Uh, this is a war of attrition, and it's not beyond the realm of possibility to see the Ukraine imposing its will on Russia to, to, to get a peace settlement that suits them. So this is where the intelligence community needs to continue to provide the assessment that they're providing every day to the president and his team, but also go back over where mistakes might have been made six to nine months ago in the intelligence assessment of Ukraine, uh, and then seek to rectify those uh, errors where we can uh, and ensure that we deliver the best product to, to the president. I think we're doing that now. The war has been going on for six months. We have a really good understanding of Ukraine's uh, will and capacity to fight, but we didn't quite get it right at the beginning, unfortunately. Yeah, and maybe that's a potential reason why this war has dragged on so long. I mean, there's a ton of different factors in that, but this war, six months now, did you th- ever anticipate it would last this long? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that anyone could have. I think that we were very slow to get Ukraine what they needed. Look, Russia put 50, 60, 70,000 troops on the border back in April of 2021, and we gave Vladimir Putin a summit with President Biden rather than the weapons Ukraine needed, whether to deter Russia's invasion or at the very least prepare themselves for the attack. And we've kind of been playing catch up since then. And the Biden administration has allowed Putin with scare tactics about a nuclear war, the threat of nuclear war, uh, to deter the administration from providing Ukraine all that they needed. We've, We've stepped it up now and we've given them a lot of the equipment they need, but I still think there's more that we could be doing for Ukraine because, you know, look, the the sooner we get this over, the better for everyone. It's a humanitarian catastrophe. We need to get back to rebuilding Ukraine. Uh, and and Russia is, is doing everything they can uh, to shut down Ukraine's economy, which is so important uh, to the world, as we've seen. You know, they've shut down Ukraine's access to the Black Sea. We've seen a few grain shipments get out, but nothing like what we used to see during the years before there was this war that Vladimir Putin uh, started. It's been a lengthy war, and it's going to be a long road to getting things back to normal, hopefully someday. But it's definitely something we need to focus on because there's more than just Ukraine and Russia with stakes in this war. It's really the entire world. Dan Hoffman, Fox News contributor, great insight, made some fantastic points. We really appreciate your time with us here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. All right, thanks. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.